This is Madeline. And this is Cammie. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 57. So this week, we are continuing our conversation about measurement tools. I can't wait. I'm a fool for tools. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. So one of the most important things that we need to talk about when we talk about measurement is how to get those measurements out of our tools. And for us, I know for Madeline and I, we love our tools. Well, I definitely do. And we want to share with you our favorite tools. They're not the only tools out there, but the ones that we use on a regular basis and give you guys some insights into sort of how we use them and what we measure with them. So Thank you, Madeline, for being here today. And I want you to talk about Twitter because that's obviously your area of expertise is Twitter. And we want to talk a little bit about how do you measure Twitter? Right, Kimmy. And, you know, in last week's episode, I talked about how when it comes to measurement, I kind of have my head in the sand a little bit. But that's like big picture of what we were talking about with KPIs and stuff. I do spend time looking specifically at my Twitter analytics since Twitter is my wheelhouse. It's where I spend the majority of my time. I do recommend that like go in there into your browser and go look at your analytics. They're browser only. You cannot do it in mobile, at least not at this time. But if you go into your Twitter and you're logged in, you'll see in the pull down menu at the top right, you will see analytics or you can just type in analytics.twitter.com. And what I love about this is very quickly, you can see a 28 day summary. So you come in here and you'll see in the last 28 days, how many tweets, how many tweet impressions, how many profile visits, which I think is a big one. We're going to talk about that in a moment, mentions and followers. So you basically get a snapshot and underneath that for the last several months, it'll show you, well, what was your top tweet? What was your top mention? So who talked about you? That was a big popular tweet. As usually an influencer or someone that has a lot of followers for that one, you'll see who was your top follower for the month and your top media tweet. So that'll be a tweet with an image or a video. So it's really important to spend a few minutes in here at least once a month, if not more, because you can get lots of helpful information. And I always say that one of the most important numbers in here is your profile visits. And the reason why is that when you are working your Twitter and you are working it consistently, you're in there every day, you're building it up, you're going to get results. And one of these results is these profile visits. This is how many times your profile was visited in the past month. How many people looked at your profile, whether it was on mobile or desktop? And now just keep in mind, I'm a power user. I use Twitter a lot. 
So in the last 28 days, I've had over 18,000 profile visits. That's a lot. That means 18,000, not necessarily people, because it could have been like someone went back a few times, but over the course of 28 days, 18,000 times my profile was viewed. That tells me a lot. That tells me that what I'm doing is working. I mean, for some people, you might get more Twitter profile visits than the number of visits to your homepage of your website. So work in your Twitter, work in any of your social media can produce great results. So you won't know unless you look at these numbers. So I highly recommend taking time to look at these. One of the things I really like is that you can also get your video activity. If you're like me and you are using video on Twitter, you it was in beta, it's no longer in beta. So when you're getting these analytics are accurate, it's very helpful information. So I highly recommend that you check that out. Now, there is a paid tool that I use as well for Twitter. So I host Twitter chats and of course my popular Twitter smarter chat and I use a tool called Social Alert and that is Social Alert. It's actually social. It's kind of, let me kind of spell it out. It might make a little more sense. S-O-C-I-A-L-E-R-T. So like socialert.net is the web address. And I use this to collect the posts and the users, the reach impressions. I can see by what country. I can see the top influencers. I can get a lot of helpful information each week with my Twitter chat. And since that's my big community, my Twitter smarter Twitter chat, it's really helped for me to collect these metrics and get this information and look at it week to week. So I like social alert. There's other ones out there, hash tracking, there's a handful of others. This is the one that I use. So Kami, this has all been really helpful for me when it comes to measuring what's going on with my Twitter community. Right. And you can also take these metrics and then show them to sponsors and other people to show them what the impact is. And that actually leads directly to conversions, which is what we talked about in our last episode. So this shows you where that growth of your community can lead directly to a conversion, maybe not even directly, but like, you know, tangentially. So that's an interesting thing there for people to kind of hear, I think. Yeah, for sure. And so you definitely make a great point. If you're trying to get sponsors, you definitely have to collect, you know, the different analytics that you've got going on with your chat or whatever it is you're doing, because they're going to want to see, well, how is this producing? What's the response? How many people are showing up? You know, when I get sponsors for my chats, they want to know these numbers. So you definitely want to collect them. Be proactive and just start collecting them. So when you've got those sponsors knocking at your door or you're trying to reach out to them, you can hand this to them and say, here's how I'm doing. Absolutely. So that's Twitter. And then of course, Facebook is another platform that has really great native insights as well that are free and that you can look at. So in Facebook, you can find them on desktop on the group insights on the left-hand side of the screen when you're in your group or when you're in your page and also in mobile admin tools and insights are just under the circles with the people in your group. So if you want to look at your group, your group also has some insights as well. So if you have a Facebook group, there are insights for your group as well, which is great because it'll give you a lot of interesting stuff. And since we're talking about communities here, I'll tell you kind of what you can get in your group insights, which you may not know you have. So your new members, it'll show you the new members you've gotten in the last 28 days. It'll give you your posts, comments, and reactions, your percent of growth over the last 28 days. It gives you your total number of members, 
your membership requests and you can look at declined and blocked ones as well. Your top members, the people that are actually, you know, connecting with you the most in the group, popular days that people are there, popular times, top posts that are in the group. And then you can also adjust it by seven, 28 and 60 days. So you can look at the past month or two months, excuse me, 28 days or seven days. So week, month and two months. So you can also have some custom as well. They let you set the time as well. So there is a lot of really powerful group insights. And this is fairly new. So the group insights for Facebook haven't been around a, a super long time. They added them, I don't know, a few months back. I can go back and check for you exactly when. But the bottom line is that um, these are kind of there, kind of hidden off in the sidebar. So make sure you take a look at them. If you're running an online group, there's some really great insights. And if you also have a page, you know that there's some amazing insights there certainly have always been. And that goes along with the advertising platform as well that Facebook has. So Facebook has got that going for it. And then an Instagram, that's kind of cool too. Why don't you talk about that, Madeline? Yeah. And I do want to mention if you're listening to this into the future, whether it's a few months, six months, a year from now, they're always moving stuff around. We were just noticing that Instagram made a change last week to how you go find your analytics. So do, do keep in mind, these things do move around. So what we're telling you today may change down the road. So with Instagram, you have to have a business account in order to see your analytics. And I definitely recommend a business account. Kimmy, do you see any need for having a personal versus business? If you are a business, you are wanting to get your analytics. I mean, isn't there really no reason to not have a business? No, not really. Unless you're just using it for personal stuff, like, you know, putting your dog in there. Maybe you even have a locked account if you have a locked account that you don't let anybody else see. That would be personal. A lot of kids. One of the things that they do require for a business account is they require you to have a Facebook page. So that becomes a piece of that. So yeah, I I would say you don't need one if you're a kid and, you know, or you're just using it for personal use. But if you're using it for anything that has to do with business, a business account is definitely the way to go. I I agree. And if you do not have a Facebook page, here's what's interesting. When you switch it to a business account, it will make you create a Facebook page on the spot. A little interesting, but that's just Facebook's way of doing things. And if you don't know, Facebook does own Instagram. So to get your analytics, you go to the profile on mobile uh, for your mobile device. Click on what we call the hamburger menu. You'll see three little bars at the top right, and that's where you'll access it. They just moved this. Like literally last week, it was a little, you know, like a bar. I think a bar chart. chart. You you tapped on it and that opened it up. But they want to consolidate this with a few other things. And who knows, it may change again. But for now, you click on the menu. You will access your activity, your content, and your audience. They break it down into three sections. So you want to talk about the three sections, Kimmy? Yeah, sure. So in the activity section, which is on the the far left for now, they talk about interactions, profile visits, reach, and impressions. So that's really interesting. And then content, which is the middle one, is the number of posts you've done that week. So it's just sort of a activity thing. And then audience is the number of followers, the top locations, their age range, their gender, followers, days and hours that they're online. So that's really helpful. It's just like Facebook in that way, because of course, Facebook owns it. So they're they're kind of standardizing their analytics across the different platforms. Yeah. And so in addition to me checking my Twitter analytics very regularly on the web browser, I will also go check my Instagram numbers through my, you know, it's so funny, 
You do it on a browser for Twitter, but for Instagram, you do it through your mobile device. But I like, you know, I don't really use these. I know there's all these dashboards. We're going to talk about these different tools in a moment. I tend to like to just look at these natively in these two platforms because my primary focus is Twitter, but also Instagram. I do, I am spending more and more time on Instagram because I'm finding great value in it. So I prefer going these methods, but I know there is so much more we're going to talk about with tools, but we're going to talk also about Google Analytics, which I don't do. I don't really work enough in that area. I need to spend (laughs) more time on it. So why don't you tell us, enlighten us a little bit more with Google Analytics. So Google Analytics is something that you have to install into your website. So if you have a WordPress website or something, it's very easy to install it. You can install it other places too manually. But most people that have a website or WordPress website do have it installed. So if you don't have it installed, just check into your back end of your website to see if you do. If you do, when you get in there, once you set it all up, which is too much for this podcast to go into, you go to analytics.google.com and you will find your Google Analytics dashboard. And inside of that Google Analytics dashboard, there is a ton of data, like a ton of data. One of the coolest ones that I like is the social media dashboard. And that tells you how many people visited your site through different social media platforms. So it'll say, you know, so many came from Twitter, so many came from Facebook and so on. So that could also help you figure out which one of your campaigns are working the best to drive people back to your website. Some of the things that I like to look at in Google Analytics is unique users, how many people came to your site uniquely, meaning, you know, if they came back five times, they only count them once. That's what a unique user is. Goal completions are really important. That's the funnel thing I've been talking about. So you can actually set goals. So for example, you can set a goal that says, every time somebody signs up for my newsletter, give me a, basically give me a point. And that's what'll happen is that you'll go into your backend of Google Analytics. It'll tell you how many goal completions you have. So you can see how many people came to your site. And from that, how many completed the goal, which is to sign up for your newsletter. So that's a really good piece of information, especially if you listen to our last episode and you know that what you have to do is see how many of these things will drive how many of of the conversions. Um, How many people do we need to have come to our website in order to drive the conversion that we need, for example. So that's goal completions. And you can do that for emails, sales. Like if you have any online things that you sell, you can do them right there. Um, And there's a lot of integrations with Google Analytics. So many, many of the tools that you have out there for sales and whatever will definitely connect with this. And then I like to also look at the returning visitor rate. I kind of see this as sort of an engagement rate. You know, how many people come back over and over and over again to your website, because those are your super fans. Those are the ones who really love what you're doing and you, they love what you're having. So you want to see that number go up over time, because that means more and more people are invested in what you're doing and they're coming back to buy more things or they're coming back to get more information or whatever it is that you're doing. So those are the metrics I like to look at in Google Analytics. And I want to point out the best thing about this is free. It like, is. This is free. So there's no reason Shouldn't to not do not it. it. Yeah. I do want to mention back in what we called like for some of us, for some, Kami and I are like old school internet. Back in the olden days before WordPress, it was very common for your ISP, your internet service provider to provide some kind of statistics or analytical software already added in so that you could easily go check to see how many site visitors and all kinds of information. But, you know, these days is primarily WordPress. So if you're using WordPress, set up the Google Analytics, you need something that collects all of this data so you can take a look at it. And I will say the first time I opened Google Analytics, 
came It's like scared me. It was like too much stuff. It was too much to look at. And I didn't find it to be very intuitive. I did not find it to be like, where it really made a lot of sense. Like some of the names were called things that like, what? I just want to see like my social numbers. And it wasn't easy necessarily to find it. Like they had some interesting names for things. So uh, the best thing to do if you want to learn more about Google Analytics, they provide great help information. So you can just go to help or just go in Google, put in, you know, Google Analytics help, go to YouTube and, and search for, believe me, there are tons of free videos out there of people sharing how to use this, how to make it work. Yes. And also there's a lot of Google Analytics dashboards out there that you can look for. These are dashboards that are set up for you by people that already have thought through it. So they may say, hey, if you're this kind of a marketer, or you're doing this kind of thing, look for this dashboard. So there are an entirely huge network of these dashboards out there. They're free. And then, you know, people, other people like you who have mastered certain things will have put them together for you. So you can look that up. I can maybe do a little Google search around and get you guys. I know I have a website that has them all. So I will try to find that and put that in the show notes. Awesome. And so now we're going to talk about paid tools because there's lots of other tools out there, a variety of tools, and some are free, some cost money, but we're going to primarily look at these paid tools. Absolutely. And you know, there are a lot of these. So I know a lot of you will have your favorites, but one of my favorites, and I've been talking about all these things you can measure with it, including engagement specifically, is True Social Metrics. I love this tool. It starts at $30 a month, which is pretty affordable. It gives you that conversation rate, that applause rate, and that amplification rate across all social networks. And you can compare yourself to your competitors. So you do not have to have their login information. So there are some tools where you have to have the login information and you have to connect it with that particular account. And then you get the measurement in the backside, which is awesome if you own it. But often you want to see how you compare to somebody else. And so if that's the case, you know, True Social Metrics is a great tool for that. It also gives you a benchmark against people in your industry. So, you know, if you're in health and medical or whatever, or you're in entertainment or whatever, it will actually give you a benchmark how you're doing against how your industry is doing. So it can show if you're doing better or a little bit under, and it gives you a little bit of understanding of that. It also lets you adjust your engagement rates based on numbers of followers. So say I have 50,000 followers and I have a competitor that has 100,000 followers. It's hard to compare 50,000 against 100,000 in in how that works. So you can compare your engagement rate against them per thousand. So for an engagement rate per thousand users or per thousand followers. And so that kind of levels the playing field a little bit, especially for ones that have vastly different following numbers. So I love True Social Metrics for that. It's got a great dashboard. I just highly recommend it starting at $30 a month. You want to take the next one? Uh, Yes, I'm going to talk about Bitly because I want to say I think Bitly is like one of the best things since sliced bread. This is one of my favorite tools that I use. I use it basically every day. If you're not familiar, it's bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y dot com. And they have free and they have enterprise I've been using them for free for many, many years. And it's basically a tool where you shorten your link. It was so well known as this link shortener, you know, back in the day. And even if you're doing WordPress, uh, WordPress blogs, you got your long URLs. But even back in the day, it was very common for everything to be long URLs and you wanted to be able to shorten it. 
And they came up with these shorteners and there were some that were really popular like a gazillion years ago, Kimmy, I can't even think of them off the top of my head, but I remember there were some really interesting ones out there. Then Bitly came and became the standard. So anytime you want to shorten a link, I recommend using Bitly. But here's the thing that makes it so great is that not only can you shorten a link and you can even do some cool customizations we'll talk about in a moment, but it collects all the data. You get the analytics behind it. So if you are sharing a link, it will let you know how many times it's been clicked. You get great information here. So for something that's free, I highly recommend because it's like dual purpose, right? You can shorten your link, but also get analytics behind that link. So do you use it? A lot, Kimmy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have thousands and thousands of Bitly links. I think thousands. marketers, I think most marketers are like hooked on on Bitly. Yeah, sure. you, have to, you have to use it. If you're not using it, it's great. But it's a great way to know how many people clicked through your link out there. So it's something I highly recommend too. Yeah. And let me explain how the customization works. So when you're creating, first of all, you go turn it on, set up a free account. It's always best to have, first of all, you're only going to get the analytics if you sign up for an account. You can use Bitly without an account, but it would be basically to shorten a link, but you're not going to get any data behind it. And that doesn't really serve you. So sign up for a free account. You'll be able to get the data and you can always go back. You can even do searches because I have probably a thousand of them by now. So I can go do a search and find one very quickly and easily. But let me explain real quick how you can do some customization. One way is you're doing your Bitly link. So bit.ly slash and it's going to automatically just randomly do some letters and numbers. You can go in, back that up and remove those letters and numbers and put in something unique. And if it's not already taken, then you can use it. So for instance, let's say I wanted to shorten my madelinesklar.com website to be something else. I'll do bit.ly, bit.ly slash, remove those letters and numbers and put Madeline. Well, let's say that's taken. Then maybe I'll do it is case sensitive. So maybe I'll do capital M for Madeline and, and, you know, come up with some things that are very unique. So it makes sense when you're giving it out, especially if you're doing a webinar, you're doing in-person training, you can say, go to bit.ly slash Madeline with a capital M. You can make it very easy for people to recall it just by you saying it. The other thing you can do, which I started doing earlier this year, is what they call a branded short domain. And so what you can do is have your own bit.ly to your brand. So for instance, I have Sklarly. I have sklar.ly through bit.ly. So what you're able to do is go and purchase a domain name that falls within these, you know, it can be a .ly and there's a few other designations for this. And it connects with bit.ly. So you have to do it with them and, and they do it for a small fee. And then you can now have that power of Bitly. You still log into your same Bitly account, but now it will be Sklarly or whatever you have slash whatever I wanted to say. So now when I am posting a blog, instead of it being madelinesklar.com slash and a whole bunch of stuff because my URLs are long with blog posts, I will go and take that link, go set up my Sklarly link. So now it's Sklarly, sklar.ly slash and I'll say something really short, something that has to do with what the content is. So it's very easy for me to just tell someone or send it out. The URL looks a lot cleaner and nicer. If you want to learn more about this, just go to Sklarly and that will actually take you 
to a page at Bitly, just type in Sklar, my last name, S-K-L-A-R dot L-Y, and you'll go to a page. They have some information. You can request a demo and they will take over from there. So I tell you, Cami, since I got Sklarly, I love it to death. I am always making links for it. And I'll have to credit the idea to Jay Bear. I had Jay Bear on my Twitter Smarter podcast last year. And we got on the topic about Bitly and link shorteners and customization. And he said, you know, Madeline, you should get Scholarly. I think that would just be so perfect for you. And I'm like, you know, that's a great idea. So I reached out to Bitly and it was an easy process. And is if you want, if you're using Bitly a lot, I highly recommend going this route. So it's something to think about. I think it's great. It's a great idea. So kind of rush into the rest of these because I want to make sure we get to them all. And we have Buffer, which is also another really great way to, first of all, share content, but also get some stats on how that content is performing. I love Buffer. I have a paid account. It is free to start, but um, you know, I, I actually have the advanced one really because I need to do it with... I have a lot of clients. So for me, I'm running a lot of other people's social media as well. And so I need a lot more capacity. So you can get it for $15 with a few more little bells and whistles per month. and But it's free. I mean, Buffer is something that I would highly recommend too if you're trying to schedule out some of the things you're doing through different social media platforms. Yep, I use it every day. It's a great tool. And you're able to get analytics when you are, you know, you don't get a lot, but when you're on the paid account, you can actually get some analytics on there. So you know, I mean, there are other ways to go about getting analytics, but if you do use Buffer, you can actually go in and see the analytics just for those buffered tweets or buffered Facebook posts, which can, can come in handy. I mean, I, I've gone in there and looked at the numbers. Yeah, and it tells you 20. which content is performing the best so that you can use that content again. So that's really great ways of measuring there. Definitely. Um, so Hootsuite, you love Hootsuite, so do I. I've been, we've had it forever. I've had it forever. So tell us about Hootsuite. Yeah. So with Hootsuite, you know, they've got a free account. They've got paid accounts. I just want to say with when it comes to the analytics on here, you get way more, much more ro- robust when you are paying for the higher cost accounts. Like I've done the free account on Hootsuite a long time ago. The analytics, not very good. I currently have a pro account. Analytics are okay, not great. I mean, Kimmy, this is why I primarily do natively with what I'm looking at with the numbers mm-hmm. because, you know, Buffer, sure, I'll take a look to see what are my best performing tweets on there and that will be very helpful for me. Hootsuite does not really provide it that way. So it's just very minimal, but with the higher paid accounts, you get better analytics. No, I agree 100%. I mean, there, there's just some, yeah, and, and how much do you need to pay? That's the question. You know, people, I think, look at some of these and go, wow, you know, how does this really work? And should I be using them? And of course, there's much more expensive tools. So for example, Sprout is a good example of that. It's not terribly expensive, but it's not cheap either. You are going to pay about, you know, $99 a month for that. And it is, it's really helpful, though, if you have a team, I have to tell you. So we pay for them monthly and we pay for the like three seats, I think. That's probably why ours, ours is a little more expensive. But we like it because we can work with each other. So I can like assign something to the client and the client can say something back to me and then we can answer. And it gives us that kind of thing. Also, I do a lot of work with hospital systems and the hospitals. 
And when you do that, you need to be able to collect that information and keep it so that if you ever have somebody come ask you for it, like a lawyer, you can give it to them and say, this is what we did and this is how we managed it. So that's sort of how we use Sprout. I also, we also use another one called Clear. And we use that a lot for our influencer relations. And that actually has gone up in price a lot lately. It's not as affordable as it used to be. That Clear can be pretty expensive per month. But that's been great for us because we can say how much the content that we're putting out there is performing. We can talk about how influential somebody is. We can look up somebody like you, Madeline, and we can find out where you are. There's an influence score that comes with it. It helps us to really do that. Um, So we use that for certain accounts that are especially around the travel and tourism stuff that we do in my agency. So Clear has been a really important platform for us as well. I almost forgot to put this in there, but BuzzSumo is another one that we use all the time. That's a great tool. Yeah. So I like that one a lot because we actually can put in links. So we'll do um, blog posts or something or say we have a bunch of influencers doing blog posts. We can grab all the links from the blog posts and it will tell us how well they did in social media platforms. So we can then show the client, hey, you know, we put these in there and this is how many likes they got on Facebook and Twitter and how much it was shared. And you can kind of give them the overall buzz of how that worked. So you can also see what's trending as well on BuzzSumo. But I love it because you can take certain campaigns that you're doing now, plug them into BuzzSumo, and it'll tell you how well they're picking up traction across social media platforms. And you know, we're just sharing our favorite measurement tools. There are so many out there. And I'm sure you all listening probably have ones that you use that may not be on this list. So our call to action for this episode is we want you to come on our Facebook group where we have the conversation going right now. And we want you to share what are your favorite measurement tools. Uh, We want to hear from you. We definitely want to know of ones that we did not talk about today. So come over and join our conversation. We're at facebook.com slash groups slash communities that convert. If you're not part of the group, be sure to join. We do have a secret password to get in. I think we might have forgotten to mention that in our last episode. What, Cami, what is that secret word that gets you into the Facebook group? The secret word is action. And we would love for you to take action and come and join us. Yeah. So that's what we have for this episode. Thanks for listening. We hope you found it valuable. We'll be back next week with another great episode for you. Looking forward to talking to you. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cammie through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. dot